Welcome back to the Popcast Cafe podcast. I'm your host, Kavya, and I am so, so excited to have you all back here for episode 23 of the podcast. Very exciting. So this is the last installment of the three-part series that I've kind of been doing the last couple weeks. Um, This show is so long. There's so much to cover. I mean, obviously, I said I was only covering Degrassi, The Next Generation, and Degrassi Next Class, but cumulatively, like, that is 18 seasons worth of content, characters, ships, um, storylines, plots, everything that could possibly, like, it is a lot. It is jam-packed with content. Um, So, I needed one more installment to kind of finish up the last batch of characters and their storylines and then finish up my final thoughts on why this show is so important, um, which is why it's three parts. It's just, it's so long. There's so much to cover and I have a lot to say, um, as you could tell by the length of my past two episodes and then the length of this one, if you combine it all, like it just goes, it's long, long, like, (laughs) um, and I know everybody has different, I guess, attention spans depending on who you are, whatever, whatever, so I thought splitting it up is the best way to do it, especially with the format that I've been going with um, these past couple episodes, Um, so that's what I'm going to be doing, very, very, very excited to get into that, and then starting next week, we'll just be back to the regular content of me filling you in on, like, a new season of a TV show or whatever is going on, I think most likely, I don't usually announce what I'm doing, like, next week, but I think most likely next week I will be talking about Euphoria season two, which is very exciting, um, I know that's obviously been in talks a lot lately because it is literally the biggest show ever, um, right now. So I will definitely be getting around to that. Very excited. Um, But yeah, I mean, right now we're on this week and I'm very excited to kind of finish this out. This episode will not be as long as the previous two episodes just because um, this is kind of dipping into the next class characters. And I discussed a couple of next class characters in the previous episode, like Maya, Tristan, and Zig. Um, But of course, this episode, I'm really getting into the next class people. And I just don't have as much to say about them because I never cared about them as much that doesn't mean I don't care about them at all I just never was attached to them as much um there's very few ships that like I really really care about and the only character that like I stand on the same level as like next generation and middle generation characters of Degrassi um is Miles so that is what it is and I really like Lola as well and other characters even if like they're cool it's just not like a stand type level So before we get into all of that, um, please go ahead and hit the follow button, turn on the notification bell, that would be amazing, you will get notified every time I post, which is Fridays at 5pm Eastern Standard Time, which is my time zone, so that would be amazing, please go do that, Um, and then check out my bio for tons of links in my link tree, Um, you'll get linked to my TikTok, the Instagram, um, my uh, my letterbox, (laughs) you can kind of keep up with what I'm watching in real time, see uh, the things I've been keeping up with um then of course my tv time it's the best way to know what I'm watching in real time what shows I keep up to date with um if there's something that you see that I watch and I keep up with um and I never covered it on the podcast because I don't know what my reasoning would be but whatever the reason would be um you can definitely reach out and tell me you would like to hear about it um and then of course my goodreads best way to keep up with what I'm reading in real time. So those are all really great options to kind of see what I'm doing with movies, TV show, books, which is like my three main avenues of, um, I guess, 
media consumption. I mean, there's also music, but for whatever reason, I don't want to put my Spotify on there just because I just like my playlists for myself. And it's, it's so disorganized. Obviously, the other apps are way more organized and are set to be organized. So maybe if I clean up my Spotify, I will link that as well. And you guys can kind of get a deeper look at my music taste, which is like primarily Taylor Swift and Harry Styles. But there's a lot of other stuff in there too. They're just kind of like my two... I guess, go-to favorite people in the world. Like, oh my gosh, obsessed. Um, so go ahead and check out all of those. My stand Twitter is also linked, so you can use that. Obviously, like, I'm, I, I use that app. Like, that is my most used app. I'm on it all the time. Um, very, very, very active with content on there. I'm consistently tweeting, and I've made a lot of friends on Twitter, so I'm very, very open to talking to new people, getting to know you guys. The whole point of this podcast is for me to connect with people who have similar interests to mine, and of course, that's the point of Twitter as well. But you can, of course, always reach out um, if you have any suggestions for the podcast or just want to be friends or just chat about a show. Like, that's the entire point of this. Um, I would love to do that. I always reply to my DMs. So, yeah, okay. I think that pretty much covered everything that I needed to in the intro, so let's get back into characters. So we left off with Cam, so which means we are going now into Jack Jones. So Jack was originally, um, I guess, introduced mainly for Imogen, and I think her entire purpose on the show was to be Imogen's love interest. Um, They never really expanded on her character much as a... Uh, individual. I think one of the biggest aspects of her character that was new to the show and something that really hadn't been explored before was the fact that she was polyamorous. Um, So that was obviously very different and one of Imogen and Jack's main storylines as a couple was Imogen kind of being like, I guess when Imogen really started to feel feelings for Jack and Jack was like, yeah, so basically you know, I would want to be with other people, you know, basically, if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about, so there was that storyline, um, of course, we also kind of dealt with the fact that Jack was, um, different from Imogen in terms of, like, she liked to smoke and do these things that, like, Imogen didn't really do, so it, it, they were just kind of provided to be a very contrasting pair, um, and I guess Fiona and Imogen were also very contrasting, but there was huge differences in how those were gone about. So there isn't much to say about Jack. I didn't really love her character just because there was really nothing memorable or something for me to particularly latch on to. So we're going to move on. So next we have Grace Cardinal. Um, so she is a Next Class character, obviously, who was introduced at the very end of The Next Generation. So she was very much your edgy type person, very much I play with scissors kind of person. She had like blue, green, those kinds of colors always in her hair. Um, She had like a nose piercing, very interesting things. Um, Yeah, she was very like the stereotypical edgy type character, but she was actually super smart as well. Um, From what I remember, she was like really into computers and things of that nature, um, which is cool. And she would like always use her skills to help her friends out of situations. Um, She was a very confident, rebellious type personality, but she was also a really good person. very sweet, very loyal friend, there for pretty much everyone around her. Um, So she suffered from cystic fibrosis, which is, I feel like the term itself um, is like kind of, I feel like I've read several books where the main character has suffered from cystic fibrosis. 
Um, I don't know why I feel like that, and maybe that's not even the case at all, but whatever. Um, so they, like, delved into that a lot with her character, um, and also dealt with especially Zoe finding out about it when Zoe moved in with Grace and everything. Um, so there was all of that. I think the only thing about Grace's character that was always, like, weird to me was just the fact that she tried to like Zoe. Like, she slept with Zoe to see if she could potentially have feelings for her, and then she was like, sorry, I guess I am straight but I needed to sleep with you to prove that? Like, I don't know. I just found that to be very weird. Um, I don't know. I don't know. But I, overall, I really liked her and Zoe's friendship, and they became very much like sisters, which is very sweet. So, yeah. Moving on, we have Miles Hollingsworth third, and like I said at the beginning, Miles is, like, essentially the only next-class character that I, like, stand stand. Lola, too, but, like, not on Miles' level. Like, Miles is the character for me. He very much follows the same Craig-Eli-type blueprint, where he's kind of like the it boy for a section of time. Like, he's very much the popular character. Um, Not popular as in, like, popular within the school, but, like, popular just on the show, like, with the fan base and everything like that. So there was a lot of depth to his character. His father was a very popular businessman and mayor, um, so he was bisexual, uh, and he only had one boyfriend, and that was Tristan. Um, So he's a very strong character. You see him go through a lot, uh, which is a very, very hard thing to do. He was kicked out of boarding school for starting a fire, um, so he had a horribly abusive father. His mom kind of sucked. Um, I think he went just like I talked about with Maya, Miles also went through depression more than once on the show, where he went through these different depressive, um, depressed phases, um, he dealt with addiction, um, Tristan obviously got into the bus, the bus crash and was in a coma, which was very hard for Miles to deal with, uh, you know, he caught his parents having affairs, and this was both of them, he had different anxiety disorders, uh, he obviously dealt with self-harm, he got Lola pregnant, and she got an abortion, and of course, that's more of Lola's storyline, that's just a lot of storylines that just have to do with Miles, so that's what I mean, I guess, when I say he was very much like the it boy, like, a lot of the storylines revolved around Miles, just as how they did with Eli, where Eli was kind of also the center of a lot of storylines, so I think there's a, and there's a lot of mental similarities between Eli and Miles as well, and their struggles, and the things they deal with, so I really, really, really appreciate that. Also, in, like, my head, I headcanon both Craig and Eli as bisexual, and Miles is bisexual, so that's probably another thing that that all just, like, there's a cohesiveness to all of that different stuff, um, but with Miles, you know, I, I loved him. I just felt like you could feel so much, so much sympathy for him. Like, I just don't understand why there are people out there that don't like Miles as a character. I find him so lovable. I think the actor who portrayed him did a great job um he now he's no Eli like Eli is my number one boy on this show but I absolutely love Miles um and if I had to pick who I shipped him with it would definitely be Lola like that was definitely it for me I really 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 wish they expanded on that storyline and actually allowed them to live out that best friend's brother storyline because obviously that's what it was like Lola and Frankie were best friends. Frankie is obviously Miles' younger sister, so I really wish they did, like, the best friend's older brother type thing, and they did for a little bit. 
I just really wish they expanded on it. I thought the actors had way better chemistry than Miles and Tristan. And another thing, I talked about this when I talked about Tristan. Um, he's one of my like least favorite characters on the show, which is very upsetting because I really thought he was funny and cool when he was first introduced, but he quickly became a very, very, very annoying character. Um, I felt I found that he was so destructive to Miles and Miles' mental health. He was not a good boyfriend to Miles at all, in my opinion. Like I felt like he was con- like it, and not that Miles was perfect to him either. Like it was just a very toxic relationship, in my opinion. Versus him and Lola's relationship was a lot more built on hope and being there for each other. And I feel like if the writers expanded on it, like that could have been really great. And genuinely, wholeheartedly, Miles and Lola are my favorite next class ship because nothing else like really compares for me. I just don't care about any of the other next class ships, um, at least not significantly enough. I'm not really saving edits of like any of the other ships from next class. It's just Miles and Lola. So I don't know. It's, it is what it is, I guess. I just really connected with their love story a lot more. Also, Tristan was very biphobic towards Miles, and obviously I did not like that at all. I was like, no, absolutely not. So enough talking about Miles, even though I always want to talk about Miles. We will move on, and now we're going to talk about Zoe Rivas, who is a great character. So she's another one of the characters from Next Class that I really do like. Um, So yeah, I mean, her character was... uh, the former star of a popular TV show, and she ends up coming to um, Degrassi, and I believe the show was called West Drive, and her character was killed off, but the reason she was killed off is she was kicked off the show for pill-popping, and after that, she kind of wanted to start a new life as a normal teenager at school, and, you know, she struggled with that at first in terms of just getting people to actually like her, Um, but, you know, obviously, it took some time she had a lot of truly defining character moments and she has also been through a lot um I talked about this when I talked about Luke Baker but she had the rape storyline with Luke and the other guy um one struggling point for her was when she had to come out as a lesbian um but you can see how happy she is when she does and her mother has very strict beliefs she was kicked out of her home and everything when that happened and this really damages Zoe, uh, she dealt with a little drug problem, um, you know, she was, uh, she had her, the videos from her sexual assault leaked, um, she brought her attacker to court, she started Degrassi nudes, she attempted suicide, um, there was a lot that happened with her character as well, and I think something that's very notable with this last group of people is they, like, I wouldn't say they dive deeper into mental health because mental health was always a very central focus of Degrassi, but I think the topic uh, of like things like suicide and self-harm became a little bit more uh, prevalent, I guess you could say, because, you know, I guess with introduction of things such as social media, it increases some of those rates and some of those exposures to those different things. And how they're portrayed in media, Um, and obviously it was something that was dealt with in previous seasons as well, like of course Ellie's character was the first character we see like try to self-harm and stuff, and Craig is the first character we see like try to commit suicide, so it is like a thing um, even in the early seasons, but it's very prevalent now as you can see I've already discussed three next class characters who have like you know dealt with this kind of stuff, like I've already I've talked about Maya, Zoe, and Miles, Um, and I think even Tristan was depressed for a while and you know, all these character struggles are very similar in these seasons, 
Uh, in terms of Zoe's relationships, I really liked her with Rasha, of course. I thought they were really good together, and I thought they complemented each other very well. I think Rasha definitely brought out the best side in Zoe, um, which we'd never really seen of Zoe before, and I don't think she was even aware of herself. So I really, really liked that. So then we have Winston Chu, who is Miles' best friend. Uh, you know, he didn't have as big of a um, point, like, I guess, plot in the show where he was a huge standout character, like the characters I was just talking about. However, um, he was very much like the funny guy type. I think one of the big storylines with him was that he was harassed by Mr. Yates. Um, so, you know, that was very big storyline. He was also accused of Zoe's rape, which was very, very difficult. Um, and it was obviously not the case. And he deals with a lot of insecurities, so he very much represents the character who kind of feels like he's put into this one box and this one stereotype and he has all these insecurities and he's put in all these situations but he's a very sweet character I think I liked him with Frankie but I just don't think Frankie deserved Winston so that was essentially the end of it and that takes us right to Frankie Hollingsworth who is of course Miles's younger sister so she is the very grounded positive intelligent ideal child to the mayor um she was, I guess, I don't even know how to describe it, um, you know, she was definitely not actually the perfect sort, she was very much the rich girl, but she was seen as the perfect girl, she could be rebellious at times, um, and I don't think anyone of actual importance, as in, like, I don't think her family or anything like that ever really found out and got her in trouble for anything. One of Frankie's standout plots for me was her entire racism plot was that she had all this like internalized racism um when they had that game and she drew all those people on the on like the banner as monkeys obviously terrible um or even when she had that self-revelation in her room I, I think she was talking to someone and she was talking about the difference between if a white person or a black person were to approach her while she was sitting in her car and how she would lock the door if it was a black person and she doesn't even know why like she doesn't even realize that and I think topics like that are so important to discuss in tv shows because we see two extremes in tv shows you either just see like characters who are just existing and they're obviously like not racist or anything like that and then you see characters that are blatantly racist but you never get this like weird internalized type racism displayed and obviously I think that's so important to show because a lot of people um in the I guess uh certain generations think like that and behave like that but it's never really ever just discussed and shown like you need to unlearn these biases and put down a lot of these other forms of thinking to be able to see and understand others so I, I really, really liked that they did that storyline with her, but do I like her? Absolutely not. Like, no. So then we have Tiny Bell, who is Vince's brother, and Vince was never a regular, but Vince was the guy from the gang who would assault Bianca, and he shot up the school dance um, and beat up Drew. He's that guy. So Tiny is uh, Vince's brother, so that already sucks, already a terrible story for Tiny to get behind, but Tiny was also very much so like Zig's best friend, uh, he was Shay's boyfriend, and I don't think he had too much 
um, of a real presence. Um, he kind of was very much a supporting character to everybody else, but he had a really good character base to stand on where you could really see him develop. So when he was first introduced onto the show, technically Vince was still kind of a little bit present, um, and Tiny was not important yet, and you could very much see he was like Vince's minion. Um, but, you know, obviously he used to be in a gang. He had Vince, you know, be taken away, obviously, and he had to kind of learn to come up himself because his father was in prison, his mom was a drug addict, um, he was brutally stabbed in a fight, so there was a lot of stuff that kind of went into that, that went into his character development and trying to become a better person, and he did, we find out he's super smart, um, and he has all these goals and ambitions, and that's obviously really great to see. So then we have Hunter Hollingsworth, who is the other Hollingsworth sibling, um, so after Miles and Frankie, and Hunter is Frankie's twin brother, and oh my goodness, this kid is, oh my goodness, like, wow. <laughs> um, so he very much is the introverted gamer type. He sticks to one friend group, doesn't really interact with anybody outside of it. Um, obviously, we know his parents suck. He brought a weapon to school in with literally a revenge list. He was diagnosed with depression. Um, he has severe anger issues and just a lot of stuff going on and obviously he has severe anger issues if he literally was like oh my goodness like it's it's absolutely insane um just a lot of the stuff that went on with hunter's character and you know again it's a very realistic storyline it was very hard to root for hunter sometimes because he would say things especially with um, Yale's story, or Yale's storyline, they kind of called her both, I, like, never really knew exactly how to pronounce, um, their name, but with, I'm just gonna say, like, Yale's storyline, um, Hunter did not react very positively, which is obviously very difficult to see, especially in today's society, where, um, being non-binary or gender fluid or anything like that is, um, a little bit more common and not necessarily common as in of course it's like always existed but it's a little bit more talked about and um I personally know people that are so it's definitely looked at very differently and Hunter obviously did not react the best to the situation so he wasn't always the character you were rooting for um but you did really feel bad for him for a lot of the things he had going on with his mental health um and again like I said a huge huge theme of next class was mental health as you can literally tell <laughs> So then we have Lola Pacini, and she is one of my favorite characters on the show, so she's another one of, the, one of those characters that I actually do kind of stand from next class. Um, so she's up there with the bubbliness, brightness, um, very over-the-top, sweet character. She's bubbly, bright, she always has colors in her hair. Um, I think when she was first introduced, her hair was pink and purple, and then it went to this like light pink. Um, baby pink and then this baby blue so she always had like a full head of colored hair um very much boy crazy girl uh not the brightest when it came to athletics but always up to learn and try something new she um has a family restaurant a mexican restaurant called lola's cantina um she's very into makeup fashion she cares about her looks her appearance her status and she is very much like the girl who's smarter than she looks um you know, so I guess one of her big plots was, of course, that Miles got her pregnant and she terminated the pregnancy, so she got an abortion. Um, 
and I think that's a really, really, really big topic that's obviously been talked in Degrassi before, talked about in Degrassi before with Manny Santos, which is still insane to me that that Manny's episode came out in 2003, um, but Manny obviously got an abortion as well, and Lola also did, and the difference is with Manny is she kind of told Craig off the bat, like, this is what I want to do, and Craig was very unsupportive, obviously. This is Craig we're talking about. Then with Lola, um, I believe from what I remember, she did it by herself um, and did not tell Miles about it and told Miles about it afterwards. But of course, Miles is a million times better than Craig. But anyways, um, that was a huge thing. And that is still such a taboo issue where people are so split on. So just the fact that the show continues to talk about these issues is amazing to me. And I think it's so important. And I love Lola. And like I said, I really shipped Lola with Miles. Um, I thought that their everything was just perfect and they could have been amazing. And oh my goodness. Okay, so moving on, we have Shay Powers. Um, and Shay is very much girl with a plan type. She loves playing a variety of sports. Um, she's involved with cheer, basketball, volleyball, and track. She also loves science. Um, and that's kind of what her and Tiny bond about. She grew up in a very strict household. Grades and sports were a priority. Dating was a no. Um, and she's a very grounded character. She can come off as rude at times when her determination gets in the way. She can lash out, yell at people, get mad. Um, but although she does do everything she can to make things better. And you can feel kind of bad for her a lot because, you know, her life in sports and academics may be more important than her life with her friends. Um, and she can kind of get these rude awakenings sometimes that you can't get everything in life that you want, which is a very important message just to kind of know and be aware of. But overall, her character is really cool. She's a really good friend to the people around her, and she's very supportive. And I do like her and Tiny together. So then we have Jonah Hawk, uh, and he was introduced as the bad boy type, trying to cover up everything. Like, his past comes from a life in gangs, a lot like Tiny, um, but he finds faith in God through his rough times and manages to clean up his act. And by doing so, he lets in a lot of positivity into his life. He becomes a better person and starts to make better decisions. He finds a deep love for music and writes a lot of songs with Becky. And later he makes, he forms a band with Grace and Maya where he continues to explore his love for the art. Um, and although getting rid of kind of most of those quote-unquote bad habits, he does have this whole rock and roll vibe to him that kind of stays the entire time. He kind of always dresses the same. He doesn't wear eyeliner anymore, but <laughs> um, wears like a lot of like jean jackets, flannels type with these black pants and, you know, things like that. But um, I never found his character to be too interesting because there isn't a lot to him. Um, I believe he also has a daughter as well, but it wasn't an extremely delved into storyline on the show it was just something that was brought up and I'm pretty sure he was probably just told grace about it or something um well definitely but you know it is what it is so moving on we have Goldina here who is very much following in the footsteps of former characters Emma Nelson and Jake Martin in terms of she's very strong in her beliefs she's an activist type um she's one of the first Muslim characters on the show who actually wears a hijab she stands up for the rights of her people. She's a huge feminist and more. It's quite inspiring to watch her stick up for what she believes in. Um, and she's, you know, all that good stuff. She's a high-achieving student. She's constantly doing well in school and most aspects of her life. She is a very good person and has a very strong faith in religion. 
Um, she's very passionate, yet still somewhat reserved when it comes to certain things. Um, some people think she's rude because of it, but I think she's an amazing character. She also does her best consistently in trying to respect other people. Um, I think one of Goldie's, I always felt Goldie was pushed to the side as a character, and she is, um, but Goldie had a major storyline with, when she was struggling with her religion, and it was when she was attacked on the street, and her hijab was snatched off of her head, um, which was, like, very, very, very hard to watch, and it was very upsetting, and she had a whole struggle with that after, where she was scared, and it was so difficult, yet such an important, important storyline to show how some of these cultures and these people can be treated, and it's so important because it goes so overlooked a lot. We tend to completely graze over certain minority groups in terms of what they deal with in society, and I'm really, really glad that Degrassi took the time to address this and show this storyline and Goldie's struggle and just show what a great person she is. Like, she's just the sweetest person who just is an activist for rights and just wants to do well in school. Like, she's great. Um, her and Winston start a relationship towards the very end of the show, and I absolutely love them together. Um, I can't say, like, I was a huge fan of them because we didn't get to see a lot of them, but I think that if I did, they would kind of be on Miles and Lila's level in terms of next-class ships of, like, me really being into that. So we have Esme's song, and oh my goodness, oh my goodness. <sighs> I cannot even, oh my goodness. So she's very much the type that just becomes friends with the person that she's dating. Um, and that's pretty much it. She's very selfish and obsessive. She is not afraid to manipulate anybody around her. Um, these antics are kind of rooted in her desperate need for attention, and when things don't go according to plan, she lashes out in manic, psychopathic ways. Like, she's very much like, oh my goodness, she's an addict, and whoa, she's an addict to both sex and drugs, is obsessed with people, hurts people, has, ins like, a lot of really insane, difficult mental disorders, um, that is so important, again, to be explored, to just why she deals with this. Her storyline was never entirely wrapped up because the season that the show finishes, she still, I guess, had one more year and her class never got to graduate on Next Class. Um, so I assume if Degrassi Next Class had gotten another season, we would have seen Esme get better. But her entire duration on the show, like, we kind of just saw a lot of her internal struggles with mental health and all we really saw of her is her lashing out and hurting people around her zig and miles her relationships with both of them were extremely toxic and she hurt them all the time and it was very 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 scary so then we have um yal barone i don't know how to fully pronounce the name um but so essentially they started off the show as a cis woman but of course later realize that they don't feel like a girl or boy more like in the middle some days um, one more than the other so yeah very much strong dominant type character um, they always want to take the lead whether it's directing running an organization they are always up for the task y'all is a go-getter type um, sometimes abuses this leadership a little bit by going a little bit too far um, but they came out as gen um as genderqueer in the final season of Degrassi, which sets off a huge set of storylines, mainly with them and Hunter. Um, not only is that a huge step in the media, because never has this been a thing that people were talking about on TV, but it was huge just for that, just to be discussed on TV. Because, I mean, now we see a couple of 
things like HBO shows that deal with that, but it's still not a very discussed topic in the media, and Degrassi was doing it, so it's amazing. So then we have Vijay Mirage, who, not a very big character, I don't have a lot to say, he's very much the stereotypical gay-type character like Tristan, except um, he's just not as important of a character, so we're gonna move on. And then we have Bosna here. Again, I'm going to move on really fast. There's not a lot to say. He's very much the entrepreneurial um, millionaire trapped in the body of a, like, a nerd. Um, and I say nerd as in that's pretty much his stereotype. And that's all we really know of Boz. Um, Boz is Goldie's younger brother. And that's pretty much it. So we're going to move on. <laughs> so then we have Rasha Zwabi, who is one of the new characters on the show she comes from syria she's a syrian refugee um she's very quick-witted sarcastic ready to take any and every high school experience from crushes to cameos in the school play this girl is constantly pushing boundaries and willing to try everything she's so admirable and just a character that everybody loves um the way she comes in with big smiles ready to meet and accept everyone it just warms my heart um so she escaped this life of oppression a horrible life. She was a closeted gay character since she could not express herself where she was, and after coming to Degrassi, she was able to express herself more, and it was so beautiful to see her not only be happy, but to fight for the rights of her people and be so, you know, invested in these different things and these different clubs and organizations, and she really immersed herself, um, you know, at Degrassi, and of course she ends up moving in with Goldie, um, because Goldie takes them in, uh, I think just Rasha, and I've said them because I was, for some reason, I felt like she took in more than one Syrian refugee. I don't think so, though. I don't know. Anyways, so Rasha, great character, love her. Um, I talked about this when I talked about Zoe, but I absolutely love them together. I thought they brought out the best in each other. I think Rasha definitely made Zoe a better person, and Zoe definitely helped Rasha experience a lot of things, and they were just really good together and really supportive of one another. And lastly, um, we have Saad. So, Saad is another one of the Syrian refugee characters, and he comes to Degrassi seeking better opportunities. He consistently faced bullying about pretty much everything he was a part of and did. He quickly made a lot of enemies at Degrassi because of how he befriended Maya during a very rough time in her life. Um, Obviously, Maya was going through this huge depression phase, and Saad was... I guess, documenting that in photos and helping her do these depressed photo shoots. So it was all just a very scary storyline. So he quickly made a lot of enemies. Um, But in the final season, we kind of see a sad side of him, a side that just loves his family and wants to be accepted. Because before, we kind of see him as this quote-unquote creepy kid who's helping Maya do all this weird stuff. But, you know, it's really sad seeing him go through these different things and coming from a background of never really having anything brooding and intense he keeps his distance from the bubbly babbling teens in Degrassi halls and to some his self-imposed isolation is reads as anger and no one would blame him but really though he's just this thoughtful artistic kid trying to find his place in a new country um and that's pretty much it which is very sad um but I think it's a struggle that a lot of people can relate to 
So yeah, um, so that kind of brings us to the end of the characters. And the reason I went through every character the way I did is because it kind of helps me touch on a lot, not even all, not even close to all, just some of the issues that Degrassi touched on with these different characters. And I think it's so important to discuss because they truly hit everything. They touched on everything. They expressed drug struggles with every aspect of mental health and physical health and everything that could possibly happen to a person. And they handled it with such grace and such poignant, you know, attention to detail and making sure they got these stories right and told these stories right and gave them justice. Um, and I absolutely love that. And they made you feel for every single one of these characters, even when they did something that pissed you off, there was something that you were still able to find a little bit of heart in their character, except for Luke. But besides Luke, um, everyone else, you were able to find something and, you know, and be like, wow, like there is struggle here. There is a lot more than what meets the eye, which I think is so important because it's so true just in real life, just how these struggles play out. And I think Degrassi is so important because it just deals with these things and shows these different sides to people and what you see is not always what you get and who they really are. So that kind of brings us to the end of the episode. I really, really wanted to do this because I'm just so looking forward to the Degrassi reboot and I hope, or the Degrassi rival, revival, I should say. Um, I'm so looking forward to it. I really, really hope they keep a lot of the similar structures they did of the original show because that's kind of what made this show what it was. Um, I'm very, very, very excited to see what they do and how they go about these different plots and aspects of the show that make it what it is. Um, and I cannot wait to come back and do it. And I just had to do this three-part series to talk about the characters that I kind of grew up um, loving and things like that. And obviously, like I said, Degrassi is not an American show. It's a Canadian show. So I didn't even, it didn't even, it's not popular here. Like not as many people know about it. Um, but I hope with Degrassi being added to HBO Max, um, like in this country, like people watch it more because I think it's so important. And I think everyone should grow up with it because it's so, so, so vital and so important. But yeah, thank you all so much for listening. Um, I hope you all enjoyed hearing all of my Degrassi opinions over the last couple episodes. I guess this episode did turn out being just as long. Did not expect that. Um, but anyways, thanks again. Um, don't forget to hit the follow button, turn on the notification bell, as well as check my bio in that link tree. And yeah, uh, have a good rest of your day or evening, whatever time it is. Thanks again, and until next time. Bye!